0: Hey, welcome to the Most Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Temple Tenelli, and I'm joined this week by Mike Munznerider and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. This week, we're talking about Shintaro Honga's new part for Weekend, but before we get into that, it's time to get raw. Raw files, b-sides, leftovers, and various other video trash have been making its way onto our screens for the past decade with ever-increasing regularity. Jason, do you watch these raw files?
1: Raw files? I barely have time to watch the uh, cooked files. true (laughs) but you know when i was getting ready for this podcast i was like man these things suck it's just 20 minutes of bails it's a cheap way to make content for the content vortex but then i was like well you know i watched the gustav one from uh reverb that was pretty tight i watched the tom snape one from reverb i watched the roman lasivka one shout out him from his recent part so, you know, if you're interested in the skater, you know, if, it, if he or she captures your imagination, then it's cool then. But on one hand, it's still just cost-effective way of pumping out some content, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah uh, I agree.
2: <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, it's, they're especially funny when it's a certain type of skater, I think, who's just really good, where it doesn't actually shed all that much light on the process. It's like a couple walkouts of bailed tricks and then the make. You know there's not a lot of drama with some of them.
1: Uh, yeah. Like the um like the new Yuto one. That one was boring as shit, dude. Like for how I watched, that. And-
0: I watched that and I was like like I had like you guys I haven't watched Raw Files in a long long time and I was like oh this is pretty interesting. Like it's interesting seeing how he bails or like how he like he 5050s the rail, then 50-50 is the rail and then Nolly front feebles the rail. Just kind of like See in the process was kind of interesting, like and yeah, yeah, I was kind of like a hater on raw files, but I I think that um, they make sense and yeah, it's cheap, easy content for sure.
1: Yeah, like Utah's not gonna hit him, punch himself in the pa- in the face repeatedly, or throw his board like a football field away or anything like that. I think a lot of them get views like from that kind of shit. Plus, like maybe on like a real like lizard brain level, people people still like watching people fall, you know?
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of times the falling is pretty boring, you know? It's just, like... Yeah. yeah. It, it's, like... It, but also, it's kind of interesting. Like, it's interesting watching a skater, like, figure things out. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, I gotta, true. like, go a little faster. Or, like, lean back a little more or whatever. And, like, I can appreciate that. Like, I, I was watching the Toy Machine Raw Files of vaccine something. Um, Side effects, yeah, <laughs> What was that?
2: Side effects. It was vaccine side effects. Was yes. The vaccine
0: side effects. Bunch of 5G in there? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just kind of interesting. But um, yeah, I've steered clear of Raw Files for a long, long time just because I always kind of felt like, well, I've already seen the makes and I already know that skating's hard and these guys don't land everything first try, so why bother?
2: I feel like there's a, there's a, there could be a better balance with a lot of them because I think we're all kind of saying that there's plenty of unremarkable bailed tricks. You know, there's, there's that Instagram trend. I feel like it's an Instagram trend where it's, you know, a dozen tries and then you get the long roll up and there's the make. Like there's a predictability to it that I don't think adds much to even seeing the process. You know, if you see all the, all the attempts. Um, speaking of the balance I was trying to talk to, I, I, I do feel like when they first started coming out, was it the America video Stay Gold? It was kind of. Did we determine that that kind of kicked it off?
0: I think it was. Yeah, and yeah, some of those clips but, have like over a million views. I think one of them has two million views. Like maybe Reynolds.
2: Yeah, so there's there's definitely an appetite for this stuff, and I think you know when when they first hit, it kind of drew back the curtain to show the process that obviously you know for the first twenty five years of skate videos it was kind of obscured unless it was in the in the slam section so there's there's a purpose i don't know are they just too rote anymore and maybe too ubiquitous where you know one out of five is actually interesting
1: i feel like you could probably say
0: oh go ahead jason
1: yeah it's just like anything else so something works and i i do remember that america series being kind of interesting because no one had really done it before and shit it was like a new vibe or whatever but yeah it's just like anything else so it's like uh so right until the wheels fall off, you
0: know? Yeah, I think also Anybody with those raw files, is the, Emer- or the America B-sides, I think that they were the first appearance of those tricks online. You know that was like a DVD that you had to buy to get the part, but yeah. then you could see the tricks online. And somebody pointed out somewhere that the raw files kind of um, give us the opportunity to do re-edits because you're getting the raw video clip with like more run up and ride away, and like just the skate sounds, so I, I think that's like a cool thing, and um, yeah, kind of fun to see what people do with a re edit.
2: I mean, it is responsible for giving us one of uh, Andrew Reynolds' best parts, which is him skating a masterpiece, Ice Cream Man, mm-hmm. and that re edit by the Snack yeah. Man. That's Reynolds should actually skate exclusively to hip hop. Not that hot of a take, but uh, if we can make that canon from here on out.
0: Sure, I'll get, I'll get Reynolds on the phone after this. Perfect.
1: What did he skate to in his most recent part? Was that that Instagram part? I'm trying to think if there was even a song there. No, he skated to something Skated something cool in his last...
2: The Baker video. I'll have to video. look it up.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was that Baker video.
2: It, it, it was like some cool rock, but... Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it was on he the rock skated, he, he shared a part with Herman uh, skating to International Players Anthem, and then the yeah, Ice yeah. Cream Man edit is perfect so i'm I'm just building a case here
1: yeah yeah you know just uh jumping off of what temple said before yeah they i remember i just remember they did used to put all this shit on dvds back when dvds were a thing like they put a bunch of raw footage on the uh the world box set hmm. that type of shit and yeah along those lines and this is a real kind of old head take like jake rosenberg for a while was posting a lot of you know, raw footage from the Plan B days on his Instagram, that was, like, fucking fucking amazing. Like, seeing, like, Rodney Mullen like, figure shit out or whatever. Yeah,
0: excuse me. Yeah, I think that raw files for, like, iconic tricks or, like, certain dudes, like, makes a whole lot of sense and, like, really adds to the culture, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, like, yeah, watching, like, I don't know, Deshaun Jordan try a trick a bunch of times isn't necessarily, like, uh, all that interesting. No shade at just Jordan. Dude rips for sure. The thing that trips me out is like these days, all th- are a lot of this is digital. So somebody has to have the like forethought to be like, okay, we got a trick today, but I'm also gonna save all these bales for the raw files that's gonna come out like a year from now. And for me, like I just just save the makes and then you know reformat the card.
2: See, I saw you put that in the notes and I basically my train of thought about it was the exact opposite. Like I remember yeah, me too. I remember capturing tapes and it was boring. It was tedious work, you know, you're like going through it's an hour long tape and you know where, you know, you know where stuff is but you don't want to miss something potentially good, but it was so time consuming that like every clip you would log was like a decision if that makes sense. And then like hard drive space was at a premium too cuz I don't know, maybe this was you know, the independent video interns conundrum of the early 2000s. But um, I always felt that, yeah, you had to pick and choose which clips you were going to do. And then, I don't know, like we never really archived anything. So I know there's tapes out there for other people, but it seems like it'd be way easier just to like, oh, I'm going to grab all these clips, boom, reformat the card, done. But you tell me, man.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. You could get a few terabytes of hard drive space for not that much money and then, yeah, do a couple of raw files and it pays for itself.
2: No doubt. I do wonder, yeah, what, what's is there a, yeah, do you take a discount on the raw files since it's a retread or, or is the same uh, same cache as the video part?
0: Yeah, I wonder, maybe it's like a package deal, like, you know, we'll give you X dollars for the video part and the raw files. That's probably how they do it, just to make sure that they don't um, place value on one or the other. That's how yeah, I do
1: it. Yeah, Tumbledon, along the lines of like uh what you were saying before, what's what what's like the workflow like for saving a large amount of video filage? Like do you have to just transfer it to a big ass hard drive or what?
0: Uh like for me currently, like what I do with work is we have like a Dropbox uh premium yeah, yeah. account. So like I can save everything to Dropbox and then it's really easy to like sync it with the desktop and like I'm like constantly moving things back and forth between just the cloud and onto my computer. So that's like super nice. And that's what I would do. I'll, like, I don't know how much that costs, but that's what I would do if I was um, working on escape right. or something. Cause then also like, it's always available no matter where you are, you know, like you can pull yeah, it up yeah. on your phone or like another computer or whatever. Cause hard drives fail. Like I've had hard drives fail yes. and lost stuff. And that's yeah. Like, any, yeah. Anything
1: with moving parts is going to fail eventually.
0: Yeah. I need to get my tapes digitized before they're um, obsolete and no longer accessible. The
1: Templeton raw files.
0: <laughs> Dude, I, I've got some good, some good shit on there. Some Gino tricks. Oh, really? Yeah. I filmed um, he, in Yeah, Right. I think it was Yeah, Right or maybe Chocolate Tour. He did back tail uh, on that gap to ledge and then oh, yeah, yeah. it's a sidewalk crack and slams. Yeah, I filmed that. Oh, wow. The back tail fakey, and then he gets bounced. Yeah, and he did that on uh, Scott Johnson's board. He So I have footage of him breaking his board and then Scott Johnson giving him his board and then the make. So it'd be, it'd be great Raw Files if I could just get to the tape. Or yeah, have the that's tape. The,
1: yeah, that's the type of shit we're talking about. Like iconic sessions from iconic videos kind of like add something to the culture, like a behind-the-scenes type shit. Like when I was researching for this podcast, I watched a bunch of the French Fred ones on thrash red they gave it some like goofy name like the french fred b-size or something i think it was called that but yeah like uh costan mick maddie like arto kale nuska am i saying that guy's right that guy's name right <laughs> yeah that guy was uh no clue <laughs> that guy looked pretty cool on a skateboard man like i guess he fucked up his knee real bad or whatever but pardon uh bon appetit like for the little short career like big impact and shit
0: yeah for sure and yeah i feel like with distance the raw files are kind of better you know but like the uto one it's like yeah, that part came out like a month ago like yeah, yeah you know that's not nothing in here is like iconic or anything like that it's just like a bunch of tricks
2: yeah it seems like some of the raw files are like penciled into the editorial schedule to fill a slow week because well, didn't just like three of them come out or it was the toy machine in uto and, Utah and- I swear there was a third. Maybe Shane O'Neill had some come out.
0: Yeah, Thrasher's been running Raw Files like once a week for a little while. Yeah, it
2: feels like they piled up this past week and a half or so. Uh, take yeah,
0: definitely feels like we're getting an onslaught of Raw Files and not not a lot of fully cooked footy.
2: Maybe we're in the, 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 the sody season, the dry dry spell before the sodi season really uh starts pouring on us.
0: Yeah, all, all that uh, footage is marinating right now
2: it's getting ready to be cooked
0: yeah exactly or in the oven or i don't know it's not quite ready to be served
2: did you know that marinating meat generally is pointless
0: no
1: what no way dude yeah
2: like unless you use unless it's like a i want to say a citric or like an acidic marinade like the actual penetration of the liquid into the meat is just minuscule and like a Gets cooked out. There was a splendid table, I believe, the Minnesota or produced by Minnesota Public Radio cooking show on public radio uh, did a study.
0: We'll link to that in the show notes for sure.
2: Yeah. So so if you're gonna season, use seasoning, marinade. I mean,
0: you know, don't
2: don't get too bummed on marinating, but do your own research here, people. <laughs> so you said the so. Science. These people are
1: saying so. These people are saying like barbecued chicken is pointless.
2: Well, like putting the sauce on i mean you're gonna like heat the sauce along with the chicken right as you cook it but it's not like the sauce is going in and inherently changing the flavor of the chicken like it's just it's just on there
0: yeah that makes sense because like if you slice into your barbecue chicken like the inside chicken is not barbecue flavor true damn yeah
2: but but if you use like you know lime juice or whatever that's actively like changing the chemistry of the meat and breaking it down and- all that, so.
1: Damn, that fucked up my whole uh, grilling schedule.
2: Yeah, uh, I, it was kind of a revelation, man. I, I listened to it with my my wife in the car one day, and I was like, wow.
0: Game done changed. But yeah, I mean, back to r- the raw
1: shit, I mean, it's kind of like depends on who you are as a person. If you like, some people just like the finished product, and that's it. Some people like to see all, like, every, they're completists. They like to see all the behind the scenes shit like me like when Metallica, when Metallica reissued like all their albums they put like 50 extra tracks with like demos and like five different live versions of each song and shit like you know like i don't need to hear like the ni- 1985 like boombox demo of Faith of black you know what i mean i'd rather just listen to Faith of black the way it was meant to be presented you know i guess that's your up to your personal preference i guess
2: Yeah. I think when I'm into something, I want to know, like hear all the different iterations and it's like, yeah, random jazz standards where you find a new one or I find a new one. and I'm like, well, you know, I get, I get stoked out on that, but I think, I think, yeah, the Raw Files question is you got to have, I don't know, at least maybe for us, maybe people just love them on their own, but I feel like I need to have that connection. Like I definitely, you know, had the mental image of Gino's back tail fakie that Templeton filmed. And I'd love to see more of that because ship been watching it for 18 years or whatever.
0: Yeah. I need to go digging. I digitized some of that stuff like a long time ago. It's, ba- it's on like backup CDs.
2: Another, another dicey format.
0: Yeah, exactly. That those need to get moved to the cloud. Or CDRs? Yeah, CDRs.
2: Yeah. CDRs.
1: I, I have like right behind me. I have like two of those like big CD books with CDRs of like skate videos and like movies and TV shows and shit from like the, uh, like the BitTorrent days or the heydays of BitTorrent. Sick.
0: Yeah, I have a bunch of videos saved like on some hard drives that are just readily available on YouTube now. Yeah. Like, eh, didn't really need to save those, I guess.
2: If you, if you still got a file of the Polar video, we blew it <laughs> at some point. My, uh, my, I had it on my phone forever as just like a file. No, I got a new phone, so I might have to hit you up for that.
0: Yeah, send me an email. I might have
2: that. Or you could just rip have... it. You can just rip it. Yeah, yeah, time. that too. I don't know. I'm I'm still kind of a Luddite or not a Luddite, but uh, a little backwards.
1: You're not you're a, not a Luddite. You're not like breaking the machines with a big sledgehammer. I it, it would to be kind of like the, the steel mill
2: like. <laughs> yes, I'm breaking the looms. <laughs> yeah. Them.
1: But uh but yeah, going back to what Temple was saying before with um About letting it breathe or whatever. Like it doesn't even have to be like mad old. Like for example, I would watch a cherry raw files. That would be fucking awesome. Hell yeah, yeah. Even like recent, recent nostalgia.
0: You know, but still cherry is like a few years old. It's not like you know the the Uto raw files. Let's see that came out September thirteenth.
2: I mean, we were talking about how whelming he was three months ago, maybe.
0: Right. Well, two months ago, the Uto show came out two months ago, and then the raw files came out this week. So that, that's not quite enough time to air out air out the raw files. I don't think. I mean, listeners, maybe. let us know in the chat.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I was just thinking of the the Shane O'Neill ones, which I haven't actually watched, but I did. He posted the bails and the make of the backside Nolly heel down Wallenberg, and I don't know that. I think it's all hit hit, hit or miss. Like that fascinated me. Because it's one of my favorite, if not my favorite tricks, like, in terms of how it looks. And it was really fascinating to see him, like, not even come close, not even come close, land on it, kick away a bunch more, and then, you know, just make it absolutely perfectly.
3: Yeah, I
1: watched that, too. I didn't watch all of that, raw file, but I watched that one trick just because it was so, like, terrifying, just, like, thinking, but so, like, blindside, you know what I mean? Yeah. You kind of, Yeah.
0: That oh, so that, that trick is like an important trick, you know. It's like at exactly an yeah. iconic spot, and it's like super gnarly. So like the it makes sense for those raw files to be out there, and I I think I prefer like the my war. I don't know if you guys remember that, where it's like raw files just for one trick, and with
1: an interview element, right? Yeah, it's a it's a feature that they run in
0: in the mag. I didn't remember the they interview gotcha. element, but they ha- they had a my war like online, like a, like on YouTube, where it's just. Yeah, it was like raw files for a single trick, which is like the right amount of raw files for me. All my stomach can handle. <laughs> we miss
2: anything on the nose?
0: I think we're pretty well covered. I'm not going to make a sushi joke. <laughs> oh, man. I thought it'd be funny if we um, didn't edit the first section and just kept it raw. <laughs> but I don't know if people would get it. That's too, it's too meta. Yeah, it would save you like an hour. Though. Fucking meta.
2: What Was that Mike? Too many pauses. Just, just take out the do the do the do the auto pause reduction and call it a day.
0: Yeah, I sh- I should have uh, prefaced the episode with that. I'm gonna edit. I, I can't I can't just <laughs> let the rawness
2: be. You should leave this
0: in though. <laughs> Maybe I will. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it in. <clears throat> there's,
2: there's there's some rawness.
0: Yeah, we'll keep it a little bit raw. Seared. Anyway. Uh ever since we knew ever since we knew skateboarding would be in shit. Ever since we knew skateboarding would be in the Tokyo Olympics, it seemed like Japanese skateboarding started booming. One of the standouts was Shintaro Honga. This week he dropped a new part for weekend. Mike, what'd you think?
2: So I went in to watching the video part, um, knowing that Shintaro is pretty rad. I was like randomly following him on Instagram before, you know, like nine months or like a year ago prior to this coming out. And I definitely had that Tony Soprano feeling of, I don't want that California bullshit. And this was a California part by a Japanese skater, but weekend is definitely on one of the more interesting strains of California bullshit. So I was happily surprised at how well it worked. Not that I should have been, I guess, because I usually like the weekend, like one-off parts. And like I said, this is a super interesting part and skating's rad hard to like even categorize exactly what the dude does there's i don't know drop-in grinds and weird banks and great filming and tight spaces and uh i i think the one thing that sticks out to me that was early on in the part is there's a little gap ollie's a gap manuals and then ollie's a channel out of manual which eh, it's a little bit of a blurred manual trick but it was rad bank to bank channel i should say jason what what were your takeaways with this thing
1: Well, yeah, like you said, it's a LA part, but it's pretty much like spots in LA that either a aren't even real spots, or b I've never seen in a video before. So that was tight, you know. I mean, yeah, this this guy skating is like very like current, like Wallies, like doing tricks into a body of water, (laughs) like that. That that was hot for a while. Probably still is. Like, it has that one kind of, like, slappy frontside nose slide pretzel maneuver. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Where
1: you, you know, that was pretty current. So, yeah, definitely, like, a skater of the moment. And uh, he had some cool shoes. He was running some pretty cool uh,
0: DCs there. Man, those DCs really stick <laughs> out. I I thought they were, like... I thought they were a little big for Shintaro, personally.
2: Those khaki ones really look like in threes.
0: Oh, those were... Yeah, I, like pause it i think those are some
1: stevie reissue like some reissue of his shoe from like the early 2000s i i thought it was cool like it's not the usual weekend uniform i thought it all
2: worked so i think templeton wrote in the notes that he'd call in some smaller shoes
0: yeah it's funny like i feel like the links were kind of like a more slimmed down shoe back back when they came out but they look huge now
2: yeah i think it's like a Footwear relativity issue, you know that that um, law of nature. Because even the Lakai Soka, if you remember that shoe, I ran that a bunch back in the day, and that was relative to the DCs and stuff that preceded it. Like a really small shoe, but that's like a pillow puff Mm -hmm. if you look at it now. So it's all it's all a sliding scale. It's a continuum.
0: I'm looking up the Lakai Soka right now. Looks like a DVS.
1: was that the one that looked kind of like a like a Reebok trainer? Hmm. Like it had the similar like heel. And, I like, know the Taylor. one you're talking
0: about, but and it wasn't that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: It's a pretty. I mean, it's made, uh, I don't know. It's like a it, Templeton. You were pretty spot on. Like, it looks like a DVS.
0: Yeah, it's like a standard ass skate shoe. From yeah, it, it's almost 2000s. a
2: Dunk silhouette actually, but a lot puffier
0: yeah a little bit like a puffy excel kinda
2: not that you can even like googles even it's uh I don't wow, we're in the weeds
0: <laughs> yeah we're we're way past Shintaro Hanga.
1: um but, uh, yeah it it's funny, like Japanese skating used to be just like those Avizan videos and gumiyagi like that really crazy like quick footage shit
3: mm-hmm. you
1: know what yeah. i mean it was it was kind of like Japanese wrestling like. Whatever subculture you're in, there's always some, like, little subsect that's, like, for the connoisseurs, you know what I mean? And they're, like, oh, you know what I mean? They did, you know, Flaming Table Mass or whatever, you know? But, uh, yeah, and so, like, it used to be the really, like, small, like, connoisseur type of thing. I'm like, oh, I got this crazy, like, you know, Evison video or less video or whatever. But now, like, they're, like, uh, they're taking over, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I welcome it because, like, those Evison yeah, yeah. videos are super sick. Yeah, uh, yeah. It seems like Tight Booth is working on something, which I have, like, the highest of hopes for. Because, like, they've always put out super sick shit. Even got a little spot in last week's uh, Quarter Snacks Top 10. So, you know it's quality. Oh, yeah.
1: Interesting thing about about this kid, per the August Thrasher, he had, like, a heads thing in there. His father apparently, like, skated with Brandon Turner when Brandon Turner lived in Japan. And apparently taught him to skate or some shit.
2: Hence the Brandon Turner tricks, okay.
0: Yes, hence the Uncle Brandon. Came. Yeah, I was yeah. wondering about that. Like uncle it, B. Is Brandon Turner an actual uncle, or is it just a um, friendly uncle?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's a literal uncle. More like like the big homie gotcha. type of uncle shit. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know, that, okay, like, I very rarely feel old or care about that, but, yeah, realizing that, like, Brandon Turner at 39, or however old he is, like, totally could have mentored a 20-year-old Japanese kid
0: yeah exactly.
2: Yeah, right yeah the part itself i mean weekend is i think about as good as good as it gets with these like single part edits what was it three songs even though it didn't feel like it was that long there's like the mini movie feel there was that weird interlude where it's like go get a trick over there you can get clips anywhere like that was very dope i think i can't remember i mean there's so many parts out there but i i really do think this like in terms of how well it's put together and how fun it is, is really dope. I should watch it again.
0: Yeah, like, big shouts to Grant Ansura. Like, he's always made really rad videos. Like, even in the Weekend Taj days, they always, like, stood out as something kind of special, and it's cool that he's made a company out of it. And I've always kind of said that filmers make the best company leaders. And, you know, he's just proved the theory.
1: Interesting theory. So who do you got there? You got... Mike Ternaski.
0: Yeah, you got Pontus at Polar.
1: Right, 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 okay. Stellar.
0: Genius. Weekend. Um, you could say Pal Peralta. Yeah, yeah. Get it, yeah. Right. yeah okay, that works.
2: Corey Weinchuck and Spike Jones.
0: Yeah. Yeah, girl yeah. is, is a bit of a filmer-led company. Listeners, hit us with your other filmer-led companies in the comments on the Instagram post. Wasn't Habitat
2: with Joe Castrucci? Yep. Exactly. That was that was well, yeah. I mean, at least first first era habitat was a very like well constructed company from at all points like it all fit together.
1: You might be able to throw bronze in
0: there. Yeah, I think so. I'll take them.
2: I think we need a a second Shintaro part where Grant goes and films him in Tokyo because that could also be awesome.
0: Yeah, agreed. Because I'm like you. I don't want any of that California bullshit. And yeah, Shintaro on his home turf, I think, would be really, really cool. Because his Instagram is cool. Like, he skates that little skate park and does wild tricks over the spine on Instagram. So yeah, get get the weekend over to Japan for another um, Shintaro park. Although Japan is pretty hard to skate in.
1: Yeah, that's my impression. Like, it, everything is so tight and there's so many people. And get kicked out super fast. I haven't I? Don't recall seeing any footage from like Tokyo, like street skating, for a minute. I don't know why.
0: Well, those tight booth dudes are are definitely skating in Japan, and um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's Tokyo or somewhere else. But uh, you can follow Japanese skateboarding pretty closely if you follow VHS Mag on Instagram or yeah, yeah. wherever else. That that's kind of my clearinghouse for Japanese skateboarding for anybody who wants to follow along.
2: Same. Yeah. And there's, yeah, there's plenty of kind of non-spot footage. Mm-hmm. Does that wash? Like,
0: yeah. Like just an alleyway that's yeah, got like, like weird shit, some weird shit in it.
2: Yeah. I honeymooned in Tokyo and I had my board buried in this big old duffel bag and I never got it out. I, I, <laughs> I was, I was properly intimidated by the whole idea, like trying to go push around.
0: Yeah. I feel like you'd really need to have a guide, somebody to take you around.
1: Didn't fucking didn't that guy Rich Adler live there for a while or something?
0: I think so. Yeah,
1: yeah. Kind of think for some reason traffic was big over there.
0: I think it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. It seems like they kind of took that like East Coast like Cuddy Spot style and just kind of like went ape shit. You know, it's crazy. Like it's fucking cool as shit. You know what I mean? They put their own spin on it or whatever.
0: Yeah, totally. They like put in a little magenta as well.
2: Hmm. I still go back to Shin Okada Shinokata crime video.
0: hmm That
2: was I mean, I think he skated, you know, for the most part he skated like the same plaza at night for probably eighty five percent of the video part, but I watched that a lot. Like, dude it was dope. I hope that spot's still around, like that like one like step up
1: ledge and whatnot. Yep. Yeah, he with just, the like, ledge a- that
0: goes up. Yeah.
1: Do a fakie heel yeah. flip off
2: it or something. Yeah, he
1: just like went around in a circle. Did he and that was like 80% of his part.
2: Did he ride for stereo? Like the kind of reboot stereo? Oh, By maybe.
0: I feel like he was on original stereo after he was on Prime.
2: Yeah, maybe it hadn't gone under yet.
0: Yeah, I feel like... I remember there was a stereo industry section in 411 where they said the names out loud. And I'm pretty sure Shin Okada was, was spoken.
2: There we go.
1: Did y'all listen to the uh, the Dune... Mind club by chance
0: no was it good
1: it's pretty good man like i mentioned it on here like in the stoke On, but like the uh the corporate travelings of stereo is uh, pretty interesting like they went from deluxe to like oh, yeah. giant to syndrome which is basically zorlak you know and some like australian distribution like they've had a bunch of like distribution
0: damn crazy
1: they're still doing it though
2: i do man. know that for a time when stereo was PS sticks, they had, like, the flattest board you could get out of anybody.
0: Did you like that? Did you ride super flat boards?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was a devotee of, like, late 90s, early 2000s. Before that, before they, like, when Girl was still PS sticks, like, those boards were tiny and flat. I, I rode that. It was a Mariano and a Sheffy. They were the same shape, so they were interchangeable, but it was, like, a 7.4 with the oh, tiny yeah. tail you could get. And... Um, yeah, I wrote that thing. Oh yeah,
1: it was like red with the yellow like girl logo.
2: Yep. <laughs> Yo, I still have well,
1: I still have one of those at my parents' house and I stood on it. It's like so small, dude. It's like impossibly small.
2: Yeah, it's probably what, a normal like, you know, your eight two five or whatever is thirty two and a quarter inches long. Like that was straight up thirty one by seven point four. And I yeah. say the tail I mean yeah, my buddy I don't know. It was like the only thing I could really 360 flip on. Once it went away, like the 360 flip just waned. Great board.
0: Damn. I'll bet you'd be stoked to do another 360 flip, Mike.
2: You know what? I I feel like I should do one per year. I would be pretty stoked on that.
0: Nice. Well, that brings us to the end of our show where we talk about what we're stoked on. Jason, what are you stoked on this week?
1: Well, there's big news on the uh, venture team front. Right out of here in uh, Central Virginia, apparently. And this might have just gone down, like, today. Uh, Gilbert Crocker is on venture. So, that's huge. Pretty stoked on that. Maybe it was, like, the peer pressure from uh, those bus crew guys. But, yeah. Pretty fucking stoked on that. Also stoked on venture team rider Jordan Tra- Trahan? 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 Trahan. Jordan Trahan <laughs> is apparently pro-, pro for chocolate. Um... Been pro for five, bro, for a minute, but he he got uh I guess sent down to the minors or whatever, and they just turned him pro. Should be a millionaire from skating at this point, just on the strength of 360 flipping a table off flat. Mm-hmm. They should have gave him like a check for a million dollars right there. But yeah, stoked on that. Also stoked on this video, Palik out of Barcelona. I think the filmer is like affiliated with FTC Barcelona or something like that, but. It's all the Barcelona young guns like Pedro Attenborough, Brian, Alboranga, all those dudes. And uh, yeah, it's pretty sick if you're into the Eurotech. It's right, uh, right in my wheelhouse. And that's on Free Skate Mac. Mike, what are you stoked on this week?
2: Ooh, I was stoked on something you had said. Oh, is Girl and Chocolate got to be the only, uh, one of the only teams that I can think of that like sends people back down to the minors, right? Like yeah, I I can't think of
1: anyone else that, that did that. I don't even think Powell did that in the day.
2: Yeah, R- rarefied move mm-hmm. to yeah. do that. So what am I stoked on? I'm stoked on. Um, I got some Leo Baker Nike Veronas. It's like the Nike SB slip on, and and I'm skating them. And it's kind of a big deal, you guys, because it's the only the second pair of non Bruin Nikes that I've skated in about a dozen years, and. Um, it's it's a big gro- moment of growth in my life because i've uh, you know kind of being less neurotic about it so i'm, I'm stoked on maybe finding a different pair of shoes because i think they discontinued the bruins i like they just got that react shoe um then i'm also stoked on and this is kind of random i'm watching a uh, sonics seattle supersonics versus utah jazz game from like 1995, and I just noticed that they had Carl Malone when Carl Malone was taking a free throw. NBA watchers might remember uh, opposing fans chanting, counting when Giannis Attentacompo took free throws while they had a Carl Malone free throw clock on the NBC broadcast back in 1995. So the more things change, the more they stay the same.
1: Yeah, I remember that. He was like sweating. Like, was- <laughs> he would be like sweating profusely. <laughs> At the free throw line, I remember that shit.
2: Was he a bad shooter, or he just took a bad free throw shooter, or did he just take a while?
1: No, I think he was bad. He was—he uh, usually just clanked it. He was like, yeah. didn't
0: have like a the, the soft touch or whatever.
2: Templeton, what are you stoked on?
0: Uh, I'm stoked on jungle music. I've been listening to a lot of jungle music lately because I heard some in a Huff commercial, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Read a bunch of comments did a bunch of Googling and found that it's a random mix that came from like a live show. So I've been listening to that and the the live shows from 1997 and I'll link to it. Uh, I won't speak the insane names for that show, but just listening to that and listening to the SoundCloud channel that that came from has been uh, bringing me joy this past week or so. Yeah, so if you are out there and you know anything about jungle music hit me with some links because i'm like completely oblivious but i like it so i'll be stoked on links if you send them to me and that's it for our show this week be sure to check out mostly skateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about and other show notes until next time you can keep up with us all week online mike where can the people find you
2: on both twitter and instagram my handle is at M. Munzenreiter, and in 1995, Carl Malone shot .742 at the free throw line. So not as bad as we thought. Jason, where can people find you?
1: I did not have forethought to have the same uh, handle across all social media platforms that uh, Mike did, but on the Twitter, it's at Carbonite1994, on the Instagram, at Frozen and writing stuff for QuartzX.com. Coming soon, working on it. Templeton, where can the people find you?
0: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MostlySkate and on Instagram at MostlySkateboarding. I thought about being MostlySkate on Instagram when I signed up, and I was like, nah, I should just be MostlySkateboarding because that's what I want to be, but Twitter wouldn't let me be that. So Who's got MostlySkateboarding on Twitter? No, it's too long. Yeah, oh. Yeah,
2: Twitter
1: has a character limit for your name. Damn, never knew.
0: Yeah, so that's... That's why my names don't match. Well, that's our show for this week. Um, See you guys next week. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Got a little lost there. That's fine. Fun show. Keep it in the raw. Keep it in the raw. Ice cream, man.
3: On my page, like I'm trying to take these fools to lunch Going crazy in the ghettos, trying to kill me My little homie's loaded like Y'all fools feel me I pack a heat, cause I'm paranoid at nighttime Bugs be pulling jacks up in the hood bustin' gangster rhyme, And still gotta watch my back in the hood G like Spice 1 safety Fools living like the moon. Don't kids get body, I mean my hood is rowdy I'm trying to make a dollar fifty cent before I'm up in alley Before you uh, train the game, let's one thing understood. If you're selling an ice cream, you have to make sure it's good Mr. Ice Cream Man Mr. Ice Cream Man Mr. Ice Cream Man Mr. Ice Cream Man Mr Ice Cream Or call me Master P I got it two for three Call me if you need some deep Me and my little brother Silk We be ballin' Got this thing sold up From Texas to New Orleans And cross the west coast with fools Get wicked I'm in the game Hellin' deep Tryna score a meal Breaking things up boulders, I mean A1 Soda, ducking a task and trying to hide from the roller. ain't hanging with troops, so this is my true clip, we true to this, true to the G-A-M-E, fool, we ain't new to this, in the hood, I got ice cream cones, and if you fiends want to lick, nothing for free, that's don't cost you 20 bones, for y'all boulders that won't wait, call me on the page, yeah, I got half gallons of milk, fool, I got 31 flavor, The ICE get me in this on the scene You better have my fatty if you don't have my cream let see who owes me cash. I got to go to the grind and get mine. Boots be trying to check it, wreck it, but it's about that time. So who owes me? Pay me now, don't pay me later. Crooked alligators trying to scheme off the top. Well, they be like player haters. I got some two for three, four for five. Got some rock for killers. I got two for three, four. For on Max and Glocks, you can come and check my grip. You can come and check this. But I'm on them triple golden the nine Skrilla legs, Master B and the 500 SEL with a triple beam. You scream, ice cream with them fiends screaming for ice cream. Before you jump in the game, uh. let's get one thing on your If you're selling an ice cream, not. The ice Mr. Ice Cream Man, Mr. Ice Cream Man, Mr. Ice Cream Man, Mr. Ice Cream Man, Master P the Ice Cream Man. <laughs> yeah, y'all better recognize. <laughs> I'm the real Ice Cream Man, I'm the Ice Cream Man, the uh, Ice Cream uh, Man. Uh, uh. Master P, I I'll call me the Ice Cream Man.